You can see Brett Bear weeknights on Fox News Channel at 5 o'clock as the host of Special Report with Brett Bear. And Brett joins us now. How are you, brother? How you doing? Sometimes we call it special report. Just, just to have fun. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait until seven o'clock. I got an ice cold beer waiting for me. Uh, this, this uh, Mar-a-Lago search. The documents have been released. It's just amazing to me. They're sitting in a golf club in Florida, and the box says "top secret" on it. That to me is a little crazy. Yeah, there's actually eleven boxes of, and there were a number of them listed either top secret. Then there's one that says that it's top secret SCI, which is the uh, compartmentalized intelligence. That's the highest intelligence that we have in the U.S. That's a big deal. We don't know what's in there. We should point out though that there was there is a uh, because he was president, a an intelligence place, uh, what's called a skiff, uh, at Mar-a-Lago. So um, it's not like the documents were in the broom closet. Um, they were held in a you know an area that they were using uh, when he was president to have intelligence briefings, etc. Uh, we're told, and then uh, they were under lock and key. However, the fact that the this raid was launched, this search, if you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that the DOJ and the FBI went to this extent uh, suggests that they consider it very dangerous to national security. At least that's what they put in the search warrant. There's just a lot of questions, Pete, about the timeline, about why this happens, how it happens, when it happens, and the pushback from the Trump folks. Right, right. I mean, what's really going on here? How did the FBI learn about the classified items? Were they tipped off? What's going on? So they were in discussions with the Trump people about getting this stuff back. Um, this is the National Archives. Mm-hmm. And they have meetings. They then issue a subpoena in early June. And they're talking through this about getting all of the documents. What is not clear is whether there was a pushback or somebody at Trump World said, you know what, pound sand, we're not giving that document back, or we don't know. So the discussions stop. And then something happens in late June. It seems like there's maybe a tip off or maybe a Secret Service agent or somebody says, I just saw something else. There's some more significant documents here. And then this is the weird part. We have two months of kind of nothing until on August 5th, request for a search warrant goes before a federal magistrate in Florida. We don't know what... what's called the affidavit, the backup is like what, why the judge thinks it's urgent. He issues it on August 5th. And then it takes a few days before they launch this raid on the compound. So there's a, there's a bunch of questions that we have. The bottom line though, is that these are serious things it's under the espionage act. I mean, it's not not minimal. Uh, You know, you can listen to some folks on, on the right in Trump world that say this is a nothing burger, but it is serious. The question is, you know, how it happened and why it happened and why didn't they negotiate with the Trump people? Yeah, right. You brought it up. Uh, The Trump people did comply. They sent over a dozen boxes and they said, go ahead and take them. But what happened in that time period? What was it, two months? Yeah. What what went on? Something happened there that we're not hearing about, which is interesting. And so that's why, you know, it's always about the next thing. The next thing is to get the affidavit that kind of lays out the groundwork that they're pitching to the judge to get the search warrant. Mm-hmm. And that would really tell us what happened, why they thought it was urgent. Now, when we talk about this TSCSI, I mean, this is our SCI. This is some documents that you have to go to a special room to see if you're in Washington or wherever you are. 
that's how sensitive it is. And it, you know, there's some reporting in the Washington Post that it dealt with nuclear uh, material. Mm -hmm. Saw that, yeah, in the Uh, journal today. And we don't know. You know, we don't know if it is. We haven't gotten that confirmed. But um, at that level, it's it's a big deal. Right. You would think that someone would see a box that says top secret leaving President Trump's office as he's moving out. Yeah. The other thing is, if it's that sensitive, aren't they tracking it? Do they know? I mean, it's 18 months right. until they do the grade. It's not like it was he left January 20th and <laughs> they went after it on February 1st. It is 18 months later. You know, in the middle there, they've, they had to realize, wait a second, who has the nuclear codes page? You know, or whatever it is. I think there's a lot that we don't know. Do you think the Biden administration knew that they were going to raid Mar-a-Lago? That's a great question. The White House says that they didn't. I Politically I motivated? Well, listen, I mean, that's the charge by the Trump folks. I find it hard to believe that nobody in the White House knew this big. You're going to raid a former president's home right. who potentially could be your political opponent in 2024. And you're not going to get a little heads up to, yeah. you know, hey, we might have something going down here. A hundred percent. We're talking with uh, Brett Baer from Fox News. I want to talk about some uh, Trump-backed candidates. You mentioned this on your show this week on Special Report on Fox News Channel. Wisconsin construction executive Tim Michaels, the Trump-backed candidate, won the primary there. He's going to face off against the governor, Governor Evers. You also mentioned the Connecticut Senate race. Leora Levy, RNC member, born in Cuba, got the Trump endorsement. She won big. So let me ask you this. Coming off the Mar-a-Lago raid and then President Trump goes to New York and he pleads the fifth. Do voters care about the raids or the January 6th hearings or are they concerned about money in their pocket? Every election usually comes down to what people feel at the kitchen table, how they're doing. Is it better than you were before? I mean, usually that's where every election comes down to. I will say that this raid had a different effect in that Trump supporters got more animated. Yeah. Thinking that it was a part of government overreach. And then you add on top of that the bill that just passed in the House that adds 87,000 IRS officials and agents, you know, and gives the IRS supercharged authority. You know, so you put those things together and they they tell a story in the Trump world about, you know, government overreach. And this is what's going to happen if you don't stop it now. So it actually fires up some on the right. Now, on the left, you've got the. Roe v. Wade overturned by the Supreme Court. That really fires up the pro-choice folks. And then Trump, any mention of Trump gets people like riled up. So it's going to be fascinating, the kind of battle between the two sides. So far, the president, former president rather, has done pretty good on his, his record of endorsements. And some of those are going to be problematic for Republicans trying to win back the Senate because they should be layups in some of those states Mm -hmm. and they're not. What happens to Governor DeSantis? Is he going to run? What's going on there? I mean, I think there's going to be a cast of thousands, even if Trump runs. Mm -hmm. But I could be wrong. You know, for the longest time, I think I talked to you guys before. I I just didn't think uh, the former president was going to get in the ring. But I think that this and the focus on it and you know, the constant reaction to this raid. He's in the news every day. His truth social, like every time he he says something about the raid, it's now covered, mm-hmm. just like the old days in Twitter. And um, I think he's probably going to run. 
And what that means for the Republican field, I don't know. DeSantis is, is likely going to sail to re-election in Florida. And the question is whether he thinks it's his time. Besides DeSantis, anybody else that uh, sticks I mean, Mike out right Pompeo now? Was, Mike Pompeo has been to New Hampshire and Iowa a number mm. of times. I think he's going to run no matter what if Trump runs. Uh, I think Senator Tom Cotton from Arkansas, Tim Scott from South Carolina, Nikki Haley from South Carolina. Right, right. Uh, I think they're all definitely considering it. There's a few others that I think are on the on the edge, but you know, going into that, you would think that the former president is is favored to win that nomination. Uh, happy birthday to your mother, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, you know, I went to. I'm here on Kiowa Island in South Carolina, and we set this up months ago uh, for her 75th birthday to have a golf weekend. And then I find out Wednesday that the Bidens are coming to Kiwa Island. And so I get on the air from Kiwa Island today and I get all these things on social media. Of course you're with the Bidens in Kiwa Island. I know. <laughs> you can't win in your position. You can't. No, you should see my Twitter feed. You know, there's one guy that says, you are so in the tank for Trump. And the other guy's like, you are such a liberal. Oh, man. So you have your mother's birthday this weekend. Did your brother show up? He did. Oh, okay, yeah, good. Tim is here. That's nice. We got the families together, and we're all staying in one house. It's going to be fun. Awesome. Thanks for taking the time, brother. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Have a good one. All right. That is uh, Brett Bear from Fox News Channel. Check him out weeknights at uh, 5 o'clock.